I've never been kicked out from somewhere. Oh, I'm lying. Okay, actually, okay. I have been. Okay, let me stop. I got. I got to clock myself right there. I've never not been kicked out of a place. I was like, wait, how do we usually leave places? Okay, never mind. <laughs> Welcome to Burning Hell. What's up, guys? Welcome to Burning in Hell. It is a hot one today. We have the self-proclaimed freaking Jurekin herself, Christina Galston. In my opinion, she's one of the funniest comedians in the game. And she's a master storyteller. She's been performing stand-up for over 12 years. She's been on MTV, NBC, Comedy Central. I'm obsessed with you. We met like a year ago, but I haven't, we like, you, you're off in like Puerto Rico or whatever. And I've been, you've been on my list to get on this pod. Cause I was like, you're one of the people that like, I come in as a comedian and I wanted to like laugh with you. We were like doing some gym thing together, but I couldn't stop laughing to form my own sentences. <laughs> Cause you just had me the whole fucking time. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh i love your formal voice yeah right so the way people catch up is by looking at each other's insta so i was doing my research on you you you're talking about toxic dudes left and right girl girl i'm telling you because i met one immediately <laughs> after i after i watched after i watched mara reevaluate her life i was like oh yeah i need a boyfriend because i don't want to be 40 and look like that so mm-hmm. I got a boyfriend and this is the most pathetic. This was a situation that I call not cat catfishing. It's it's a new term. I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's called cast fishing. And it's when a man no. on Instagram just casts a lot of lines. He's DM'd a lot of bitches. Oh. And you are the only goofy bitch that responded. <laughs> and this is like a guy from a year ago, bitch. Like a year ago, tried to slide in my DMs, and I was like, nah, you look like a her. Not happening. This is a problem, because I'm a lazy bitch. So, like, when I think he could be talking to a lot of people, I assume there's no way in hell that he'd put the effort in to ever reach out to so many people. Right. Because I'm lazy when dating. Like, I can't, I'm not, I'm not a fucking saleswoman. I'm not, like, knocking on doors. No. So the fact that these dudes put in that kind of effort is, like, mind-blowing. It's crazy. He had been messaging me for a while. I was, like, just dubbing him. And then it was quarantine and I was bored and he was like, can I take you out to dinner? And he was like trying to be charming. And then he showed up and red flag. Number one, is he wearing a backpack? Yes. Red flag <laughs> wearing a backpack, but then it's like red flag. But then you get this whole green light. Cause it's like, what's in the backpack. He looked at me and he's like, they say that you should always bring a woman flowers. And it was an eighth of like really good weed. So I was like, fuck that. I'm like, move red flag. I'm trying to get that eight. So we chilled um, at a bar and we were hanging out after and what was supposed to be just me hanging out, getting that eighth, taking my goofy ass home turned into me being like, I mean, where do you live? 45 minutes from here? Let's go. So (laughs) we get into the lift and go all the way to fucking Tampa. And it's like, you want to go to the casino? And I'm Mm -hmm. like, and I'm like, yeah, but I got to pee now. Is your house closer? So... uh, like, I'm the type of person that my sister has to be like, when I was living there, my sister was like, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go. I don't know. I'm getting like kind of annoyed. I'd already gotten a little drunk already. And then I was like, I don't know. And she's like, Bina, mm-hmm. don't fuck him. And anytime someone says don't fuck him to me, you can almost guarantee I'm finna fuck him. It's just <laughs> something in the air. Put it in the air. So then I went there and um, red flag number two, um, you live in a portable mm-hmm. underneath a Culver's billboard sign. This is in the house. Uh, <laughs> red flag number three. Is there a parking lot instead of space outside of the pod? <laughs> oh, red flag number four. It's definitely you not a house. You have to park in a Walgreens. <laughs> yeah. Oh, red flag number four. It's definitely not a house. I see that the time clock is still drilled into the wall. Okay. So this used to be an office. <laughs> Just the kind of guy. The kind of guy that um, started having sex with me and it did nothing for me. I don't know why, maybe because he was a stranger. And uh, so then he went to just like mm-hmm. eating me out, which I was like, oh, another red flag. Like, you're just gonna, mm-hmm. you probably do that with everybody. And so mm-hmm. that happened. And then um, I got out of there and I was able to get out of there. Oh, the next day, can I just tell you, I hate men. 
the next day he were laying in in bed in his bed which I, I use that term very loosely because it was missing other important pieces yes it had a mattress but there's other pieces that go with that so we're laying in his bed. <laughs> i don't i don't knock anybody it's a bed we're laying in his bed and um uh, you know i'm the girl that used to fuck her boyfriend in, in his mom's computer room because that's also where we lived on the floor so again i'm happy to be in a bed mm. but he was like do you want to um should we get brunch and I'm looking around at all the sneakers on the floor and I'm like, I don't even know how you know that word, but okay. And <laughs> I'm also like, I, I just came back to your pod and, and, and face fucked you. I don't even know if I'm the kind of girl that goes to brunch. In fact, I know I'm not. Uh, I was like, do I want to go to brunch? Ew, bitch. No. And then he's like, well, you don't like to drink champagne. And I was like, no, champagne tastes like throw up to me. Um, I'd rather drink whiskey. And he's like, wow. He's literally like this looking at me like, wow, you just haven't had the right champagne. And I was like, you don't have a headboard, so you don't get to talk about what is a good champagne. What is happening? I love how all I said was toxic, and you go, let me explain toxic to you. But this is the question. Sometimes the dudes with no headboard have the best sex because it's Mm. just, like, reckless. Mm. But is that just, like, a – is that a made-up thing on the internet? No, it's not a made-up thing on the internet. What you're describing is a roughneck. Now, that's somebody that's going to fuck you like doggy style on the hamper, fuck you like I can't stand you. Like, uh, what you're talking about is a man that does not remove his his wife beater all the way. His he shirt? Just it yeah. Behind <laughs> his head. And so anytime that the shirt has not been removed and placed behind the neck. Girl, I've never been fucked by a guy who put his wife beater behind his head. Then you've never been fucked, baby. Because I'll tell you what you're not doing if he's fucking you like that. And that's making love. <laughs> we need to know the difference. <laughs> okay, so this dude is trying to impress you saying fancy words, talking about brunch, talking about champagne. He would, tell, he would talk a lot about fancy things that I was like, mm-hmm. bro, I'm with you. So obviously I'm not into the fans. I'm not into that. <laughs> so he also would describe things to me like, I don't know, like stuff that he used to have. Anybody that, this is the thing about meeting people. You're only going to know what they tell you. You understand? So it's like, well, yeah, you can tell me that you used to live in a mansion. I wasn't there when it happened. You know what I mean? I could just Mm -hmm. believe that because that's what you said. Red flag number, what are we on? Six, seven, eight. I don't know. There were so many. Um, He had his own weed brand. That's a scammer. That's a whole scam man. That's a scam. Weed brand. Especially in Florida. Especially in Florida. They're such scams. We're all getting the same zips from California. All they're doing is going, ooh, I've got an opaque bag with a design that I've made that's similar to a brand that you recognize. And so now that makes this eighth $200. And what are you, a punk bitch? You don't know how to buy good weed? It's like, no, you obviously don't. You're buying a fucking $100-something eighth? Who's paying for this shit? Clown shit. Clown shit. <laughs> With a whole clown. Okay, so when did the real toxicity happen? Or were you just um, like, how oh, did I get like stuck pretty here? Soon. Yeah, it happened pretty soon because I don't know. He's like one of those guys that I don't know why he thinks he should be getting his dick sucked or fucked or I don't know mm-hmm. what he thinks he should be getting. But with mm-hmm. me, it's like the second that you come at me about sex, I'm probably not going to come on top of you ever again because I think that's lame. What do you mean come at you about sex? Like... Hey, like, uh, are you gonna suck my dick anytime soon? It's like, well, probably not now, ever, because you asked. Yeah. I mean, if it's I'm not leading with it, it's because I don't do it. So I don't mm-hmm. like want mm-hmm. to do that. And mm-hmm. um, he had gotten up, and we got into this big fight, and his kids were in the house, and I was like, that's a little much for us to be screaming about me sucking your dick with these kids in the house. That's much. And so then I sat outside for a minute because I was like, this is crazy, and. He- <laughs> texting me as I'm outside and he's like this isn't gonna work this just isn't gonna work you're not sexual enough for me and I was like wait what like what and so I was like ah whatever you know what I mean and I was trying to like make it work I was really kind of like confused about everything and by that point I had already like moved to Tampa so once my shit's there I'm like I, I mean I'm gonna try to make this work because I'm not feel like moving everything back so it was like our first time <laughs> like, I'm trying to make this work and like before that, he had gotten mad. His cousin lived there and he had gotten mad because he wasn't near me when I finished dinner. So I just happened to pass his cousin his food first. And he's like, you served him before me. And I was like, well, I didn't suck his dick before you. So I didn't, you know, it's just food. <laughs> Calm down. 
but I'm Puerto Rican, so I should know better. And uh, <laughs> we went to this big fight, and then we get through it, and then it was probably after seeing a lot of his interactions with his kids reminded me of my own mother. They were very, very, very toxic. At one point, we even made a joke, which was hilarious because it was true, about how did I end up with a guy that's exactly like my mom, like super abusive and just, I was like, I think I've been trained my whole life to be with a man like you. They say that you like want to feel like home with the right person, but sometimes home is toxic. So then next thing you know, you see something and you can't, it's triggering weird emotions because you're like, it feels familiar, but is that familiarity good or bad? Yeah, it's like, oh, well, uh, yeah, I've kind of been in the same situation before, but I mean, I know how to get screamed at in my face. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. if I want to for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. but I know how to oh, get screamed. But you know you could. You could handle it if you had to. But it's like you making a decision of self-love to be like, I'm not that little girl that has no control and no power to step away. I truly thought, I truly thought that my love, the amount of love that I had, I really thought was going to change the situation. That was That was my biggest mistake was thinking that if I just – hunkered down if I just loved you harder if I just stayed even with the kids separate than you my problem was never with his kids my problem was never with his baby's mother ever I I loved all of them I enjoyed their company even Mm -hmm. you know people my mom thought it was weird because I'd be like oh no yeah I want her to like live here with us if the kids are going to be with us I want her to be here too you know what I mean because I want us all to be together um I just think he had a lot of problems that even they knew about and I didn't like if y'all all knew he was bipolar I did not I did not know that. It was a surprise to me. Which is an important detail. But I also think it's funny that you were like, I was given all the love because that's what I could do. But I also feel like sometimes love, like, is a two-person thing. Like, you can't just have that one side. Like, love is, like, that connection of two people of trust and shit. But, like, what kind of dude are you looking for? Currently none. Um, I would Mm -hmm. just like, I don't, because at this point, like, for real, for real dog, at this point, I do not trust my decisions like we're at a stage in the game <laughs> where what's the first red flag for me do i like him stop right there stop right fucking there bitch you already fucking oh up God. you're attracted to him not the one <laughs> not the one so you need to practice starting going in other directions being like yes. okay like oh christina like that so let's try this but also you don't want to go for what you're not attracted to so it's this weird thing where i'm not attracted to i can't do what i'm not attracted to like i have a i have a good i love narcissists but it's like finding a guy who's not but maybe has some swag that some of them did (laughs) right it's like does everyone have to be a bad person to be cool and make me wet (laughs) like where are the good guys like I just I that's what I want I want somebody that's like reformed like I don't know what happened to him someone really close died to him maybe he almost died I, at this point I don't know I think well, I guess the point where you start being like you know what's cool guys being kind guys having a warm yeah. heart like guys seeing me you know and what I like a guy, you... that, a guy that, that doesn't get annoyed with his own children that's what I like <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. Guy that doesn't hate his own blood. So I feel like, yeah. with, do you ever have trouble? Because you're, you're similar to me in that, like, you're outgoing. But also, like, you're funnier than most men. And you posted a tweet that was like, I love seeing the life c- get out of his eyes when he realizes I'm funnier than him. Oh, they can't stand it. How does that affect you? Because I know you're not about to mute yourself. Never, bitch. If anything, if I feel like I'm about to be muted, I become obnoxious. Because now it's like, yeah. <laughs> Trying to set me up. Ah! Like, I'm just like a fucking You know, bitch. like, yeah, if someone thinks you're annoying, you're like, well, now I have to be a hundred times more annoying. Uh, watch, me you cartwheel, me watch me cartwheel right up to you. <laughs> I'm not the fucking one. So, for me, I just, ugh, I don't know, like, I will meet a guy, they'll think that I'm cool. I can always tell when a guy's starting to like me. It's usually mm-hmm. a guy that I don't like back. <laughs> and I'm like, dang, it's happening again. And uh, I I know for sure one of my, my exes, not this past one, the one before that, he was like, yo, honestly, you did make me a lot funnier. Like, I've been I've been really riding on these hoes out here. Like, really. Like, I'm so much funnier because of you. I was like, I know, right? Like, even just words. I would talk and he'd be like, what is that word? And I'm like, you speak English. It's your first language. So... Um, <laughs> I don't think a lot of guys want to kind of like hang out with me because it's just like too much. They're like, oh, gosh, she's going to be like so funny. And 
although I do have that good, like, listening type shit, like, I'll listen to you and, like, make you feel important. At the same time, like, you say some goofy shit to me. We got to we gotta talk this out. Like, we got to talk about whatever fuck Do you tend to go for shy dudes or guys that try to, like, compete? Like, as in, like, they're the life of the party, too. I like a, I like a man, man. Like, and I like I'm a little obnoxious. I mean, just for what I've been with, like, obnoxious. Usually he's from New York. Like, anytime that I'm mm-hmm. out, in St. Pete, I, I always end up meeting this last guy who's from New York. I always end up meeting some New York motherfucker who's like, damn, girl, I heard you from across the bar and I knew you was going to be my boo. Well, that's the thing. You're from Florida, but you're part Jewish, part Puerto Rican, which is yes. like the most New York shit ever. Exactly. Because I'm originally from Brooklyn. Yeah, exactly. And because everyone has a little Jew in them, I feel like if you're from New York, even a little. So obviously, like your self-proclaimed, it's hilarious to say Jurekin. I think it's just an amazing name in general. But like you, you're kind of proclaiming like I'm this mix that's so like unique that you rarely hear about. But like, tell me a little bit about the struggle of not actually like having that one like thing that you fit into. Oh, yeah, I don't I see. And I'll be honest with you. I never talk about this struggle because I have light skin. So I'm I'm yeah. blessed and highly favored. Um, but because uh, I get that I never would celebrate my white skin. I would never do anything like that. For me, just growing up, I was the oldest out of all my cousins. So I'm like the mm-hmm. first girl born and I'm white skinned and I have blue eyes. So I might as well mm-hmm. be Jesus to my family, to my <laughs> To my wella, may she rest in peace. It was always mm-hmm. they want to wait for me to eat. They want to wait for me to do anything. They everything was. Oh my god! You know, for me, like I remember one Christmas Eve, like they were like she was like we're not doing shit until Vina gets here, and everyone being like ah oh, Vina, and it's like they just my my wella my wella really loved me a lot, but it's also a beauty standard that was shoved down my cousin's throat and shoved down my sister's mm-hmm. throat. Just, you know, mm-hmm. to be tiny, to be to petite, to have light skin and to have light eyes and long mm-hmm. hair was the beauty standard in my family, which is unfortunate because me and my sisters are the only ones that were mixed with white Jewish. The rest of my cousins are Puerto Rican and black. So it would it's an impossible beauty standard for them to ever attain. You, you'll never have white mm-hmm. skin. And I just mm-hmm. always saw the way that they were treated differently. And I, I just inherently inherent like from the time I was little, I always knew not to act like my shit don't stink or like you're all that in a bag of chips because, you know, bitches will jump you over that if you think that you're like, mm-hmm. you know, really beautiful because guess what? They do. And their parents do. And their parents' mm-hmm. parents do. So um, mm-hmm. I'm very sensitive, hypersensitive to that type of stuff. And there's like this crazy colorism that goes on in Spanish families, in other, you know, other uh, Caribbean families and stuff like that from mm-hmm. the islands because that's their whole thing. It's about, there's a, a big, beautiful um, piece of art that's, I guess, it, I think it was called like lifting the black stain. And it's abuela, like praying, thanking God. And there's a baby being held by the mother who has obviously been mixed with Europeans from probably rape. And she's mm-hmm. holding her baby that's even whiter because she is with another European man. And the, the abuela is just so happy to have the black stain been lifted off of her family the black stain apparently skin whitening products in asia are like the number one beauty product like oh that's just jamaica too yeah yeah so like it's it's wild that within that culture even though we're both puerto rican you know my skin's a little lighter so therefore i'm gonna be you know more privileged in society and also because i do all my research on your instagram because Bitch, you are messy in the best way. Like, whatever you feel, you find a quote. You find a tweet. You find oh, yeah. a meme. And I know your mood in that moment. How much has that gotten you in trouble? Are people, oh. like, scared? Like, oh, if I cross her, it's going to be all over that Instagram. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Uh, I can't speak too much about a current situation right now. But mm-hmm. I have learned a hard lesson about speaking about my family online. And mm-hmm. I will probably never do it again. Um, this was not a lesson that I needed to learn, nor do I still understand why this happened. But yeah. um, something really horrible happened. And you know, everyone, nobody died. But, you know, just me inside. And, you know, because of it, um, I'm no longer speaking to, you know, the people that are most important to me. It's caused a major rift. And it's taking me since Thanksgiving to get through it 
So all that stuff that you were saying was a culmination of just a lot of shit that's been going down with me. Like a lot of stuff like, man, they did me fucking dirty this year. So do you feel like it's therapeutic Um, now a little bit? but in a still very painful way, like just in a way where you're wiser, but like, it's like, like I was going to say, like I'm 34 and I feel like in my twenties, I was always like, yeah, but like, I'm not really, no one's really hurting my feelings. Like nothing really hurt me. And I didn't really sit and, you know, think about any sort of pain that was happening to me. Nothing really bothered me. Um, really, I didn't really have problems. Like even when I had a problem, it wasn't really a problem. And, um, it wasn't until like when my, when my grandmother passed, like four years ago, then I was like, okay, that's some real deal fucking pain. Oh, wow. Okay. That's what pain feels like. And then when this thing recently happened, I was like, okay, this is a thing that makes me look at myself. Like I'm having like an identity crisis. Like, I don't know who I am. And I feel, I almost felt like not doing comedy anymore just because I was like, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't, this is the thing that got me in trouble, but it's also the thing that is my self-defense mechanism. It's the thing, it's the only it's way that I- Ride or die by it. Yeah. yeah. So my only thing was like, okay, now I see the separation and I have to be separated from people and I have to be separated from thinking that my truth, if it includes your business, should mm-hmm. can still be spoken on. Well, this is, this is very interesting because we're in a public, you know, we talk publicly about people and sometimes I've said stories not even saying people's names just like because oh, I had to do with the topic and but I've like li- I used to like put people I used to say stuff without their names and someone would call me and be like how dare you tell a story about me some people get triggered by shit and then some people will be like I don't give a shit what you say about me especially dating with guys like I'm with a guy right now who he is like whatever is helpful you could talk about you oh look my at my God. asshole I don't give a shit I like and I love that guy. shit <laughs> he's amazing but I'm looking at your Instagram and your bio says knock. It's funny. I was analyzing your whole life by just your Instagram. It says knock me down nine times, but I get up 10. Where is that stemming from? Like what is going on? Um, That is from my favorite Cardi B song. Um, get up mm-hmm. 10. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that line in particular is uh, look myself in the mirror. I said, we going to win. Knock me down nine times, but I get up 10 because I really do feel like, you know, your strength, a lot of times I felt like my strength was coming from other people, but it, it can't, it has to come from me. And whether I was saying that for years until I realized it just now, that is what that mm-hmm. message is. Um, you're going to knock me down as many times as you want to, but I'm the only bitch that could get myself up. I have to find the love within myself. I have to find that strength within myself. I have to find the God in me. Um, and it's that, that, that kind of work. Bitches can't lie about doing that work. You either doing that shit, you either know what I'm talking about, or you motherfucking don't. Because that's hard work. That's tears. You fucking nailed it. It's work. You can't, you don't just become 30 and understand yourself. It's not like you actually have to have that like look in the mirror moment where you're like, what do you want? What are you trying to be? Who the fuck are you? Yeah, exactly. Have you learned new shit during quarantine where life has kind of stopped and you've reflected? Because you're a very smart girl. You have a lot of thoughts always going on in your head. I could tell just because always. you're witty as fuck. And like you can get away with a lot of shit just making a joke and walking away. But like have yeah. you had to kind of realize you want to make changes? My biggest change was not telling my business. Any- like when I met that guy, I told him a lot of my business. Like he has my social security mm-hmm. number. Like, you know, it's fucked me in many ways. Um, I think that I was always the kind of girl that was like, oh my God, what? It's not like they're going to do anything to me. Oh my God, come on. Not everybody's a, but yes, they are bitch. Everybody's a stranger to you and they all out to get you. So I finally like wrapped my head around that. Like, I know it sounds stupid. Like, come on, Bina, why would you ever give someone your social security number? But it's just like, I don't know. I just thought that we were going to be together forever. So that I also learned. Um, and this is like, I just think sad. I just also learned that like, you know, quarantine really proved to women how full of shit their husbands were because (laughs) I'm telling you, Corona virtual school, Corona and virtual school are killing marriages and the ring app is providing receipts because I, every woman that I know with a home, a husband and the ring app have never used it for catching someone, you know, at their door. They've only ever used it to catch their husband talking shit about them outside of the door. Wait, wait, what is the Ring app for people who don't know? Oh, the Ring app 
is a security app that actually Nas was smart enough to invest in when it first came out and made a ton of money off of it. And the Ring app is basically something that you can install in, in your door and it can give you um, a view of your street and kind of like, I would I would say bird's eye, but it's more of a woman's view. You know, we see we see further than you men, and you you can see the side <laughs> of your house. You can see your packages coming. You can see if someone takes your packages. You can speak through the app and be like, "Hey," ah. um, and it records um, anything that's going on outside your door, and it can alert you on your uh, phone, tablet, or any other. So <laughs> it's a safety precaution, and swipe up. Right. I, I would say the safety precaution is um, be careful with me. Be careful with your bitch. Don't talk shit about your bitch outside the door that the Ring app is hooked up to. Wait, so this is the thing that's happening? <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to send you... I have it. I have a little commercial that I did for... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you my little thing, and I'll, I'll, I'll record a little thing for you, because I'm telling you. this. I've never seen the Ring app be used for anything else but to catch bitches talking shit outside of someone's house. I feel like women, like, before pre-pandemic, you know, a woman's role is everything. You, a woman can't go to her house and sit down for a minute or go outside and smoke a cig while, you know, the kids fucking kill each other and dinner doesn't get made. You know, a, a woman's avoiding her family style would be something that you see. You know what I mean? She would pull up to her house and she would just sit in the car and sigh for 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And you would know, like, mom needs her time. Whereas these yep. men wanted to get back into their regular routine, but bitch, we've been at home all day. If you go outside for another fucking cigarette, like get your ass inside. I need a break, bitch. So I just saw a lot of like, wow, you don't know who the fuck your partner is and how much they're not your partner until y'all gotta be in a team partnership for fucking real, which is all Damn. that pandemic has been. And I think that there's been a lot of just lacking with uh, I, and I can't speak to the wives because I don't know no whack ass wife like that. But I've seen a lot of husbands that just were had been slacking and lacking, and with this mm -hmm. pandemic had just been caught. What have you been doing this whole time? You were never doing anything. I saw you post something on Instagram about like a woman who is like a guy proposes to her and she's like, oh yeah, now I'll just add more responsibility and you do the same thing. You have this, you have that like negative view on men right now. Like you are in, yeah. I just, I, there's a book, they say how to date men when you hate men. Like you are in a, in a oh, negative lens with that. I am. I just, if any man ever like starts speaking to me or just anything, I'm just like, yeah. I mean, I know that I'm beautiful. I know that I'm attractive. Mm -hmm. I know I got some good pussy. But if anyone, if a man was to tell me that, I'd be like, oh, yeah, right. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here, dude. You're such a liar. So my thing is, you're a very confident person. What is your biggest insecurity, though? Uh, the teeth that I'm missing in the front of my mouth that I'll lose sometimes if I get too drunk. Um, Wait, no they're one. fake? Listen, listen everyone, everyone <laughs> listen. A bitch is hot until I wake you up at 6 a.m. to go, have you seen my teeth? Wait. Wait. These two little ones—they come out okay. anytime I want to sleep or eat a bone-in rib. Oh, so it's like a little—I got—I got it. That is—you have a little denture. It's adorable. I got a little flipper. I got a little flip flap. Little flipper. That is so funny that when you get drunk, most girls, it's like they can't find their eyelashes, and you're no. just like, "Good I will morning, wake you up. it's me." I will wake you up with a list, and I'll be like, "Hey, have you seen my uh, <laughs> teeth?" And they're like, "You're what?" And I was like, "Never mind, I'll find them." <laughs> Also, what's how is your anxiety, depression during this pandemic, during in general? Because you are like the fun one. You get in the party, yeah. the party starts. Christina's here. What is what is I, actually yeah. happening? I didn't have any anxiety or depression until I met that guy. And then it was like quick, fast and in a hurry, some anxiety or depression. And mm -hmm. past that, um, after that, the next I leave this guy in the middle of the night. The next day, you know, like I don't—I've never been kicked out from somewhere. Oh, I'm lying. Okay, actually, okay, I have been. Okay, let me stop. I got—I got a clock myself right there. I've never not been kicked out of a place. I was like, wait, <laughs> how do we usually leave places? Okay, never mind. <laughs> so this was like the second time he kicked me out. And have you ever been kicked out to the point where you're like, I swear, if he kicks me out one more time, this time I'm gonna leave for real. But he's gotta kick me out. <laughs> I'm not gonna leave on my own. So he was kicking me out, and I was like. Oh my, you know, you're like, I'm like in the Uber with all my shit was smashed. This bitch was so mad at me. I had a rushing nesting egg. He didn't even throw it outside like that, bitch. He opened each egg 
and threw it. I was like, damn, dog, I wanted to, like, give that to my mom. And so <laughs> he does all this shit to my stuff. I'm in the Uber with all my shit. And I'm like, you know, and you're just like, oh, <laughs> oh why am I even crying, bitch? You're so happy to get up out of there. Like, you can't even cry. There's nothing to cry about, girl. Whew, we got out of there. So after that, <laughs> the next day. He made it like it was his decision. <laughs> yeah, right. The next day, I'm thinking, is like a great day. I wake up. I'm at my sister's house. Well, actually, that night, I was smoking outside, and I noticed that they had just got a trampoline. So, obviously, I got pissed off because why haven't you called me sooner? There's a trampoline here, and you guys didn't call Titi Bina? Come on. So, the next day, I'm, like, hyped to get on the trampoline. We had just went swimming. The kids were acting a donkey. So, I'm like, oh, fuck this. Let's go on the trampoline. And I'm in, like, such a cute little onesie type thing. It's got a palazzo pant. I mean, what's the worst that can happen in a fucking palazzo pant? So I'm on the trampoline. I get on. I'm jumping with these hoes and with my niece and nephew. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) jump, jump with these hoes. And I get off because I need a cigarette break, obviously, because I'm a grown woman. And so I get off. I have my cigarette break. And they're like, Titi, come back in. Like, this was the time where I should have just not got back in the trampoline. Like, Titi, come back in. And um, they had brought a ball into the trampoline which I apparently allowed them. I mean, this ball passed through a lot of adults' hands, not just mine, before it got onto the trampoline. Um, I mean, I I even knew on the warning label that it said, don't bring balls, but it also never said, don't be 34. So I (laughs) am jumping on this bitch, and there's a net for safety. I don't know why, because I still tore my ACL, MCL, and meniscus. (laughs) And (laughs) I'm jumping so high, bitch. I jump out of the net, and I remember... As I was like coming down, I remember being like, I am owning you fools. Like, I fucking am killing this right now. Like, nobody jumps as high as me. And then I land on my left leg on the ball and my knee oh, goes to mm-hmm. the side. Yeah. And it, oh, they'll do it. it. Bitch, I've heard that pop in my pussy lip. I felt it in my gums. <laughs> I felt it in my nipples. It, I've never been the same since. And none of us really knew <laughs> the damage. Because of the palazzo pant, you know, because you can't, (laughs) we couldn't see how bad it was. And I'm telling you, this situation just got worse and worse. So I'm screaming my fucking head off, which by the way, (laughs) I've never broken anything in my life. So it's not like a sexy scream. It's a, "Ah! Ah!" like just (laughs) my niece and nephew. It wasn't a sexy horror movie scream. If anybody was getting hard, you're probably my next boyfriend. So my niece and nephew are so like trying to get out of the trampoline. They actually run into each other. And then (laughs) you got to come out, Titi. It's serious. And so everyone comes outside and just kind of lackadaisically starts taking off the net of the thing. And I'm screaming, call 911. My mom is there, which is like the worst person ever to be there for this. And she's like rubbing my back like hard. She's like, I know you're not the only one that's broken a bone, Christina. And that's not helping. (laughs) And my sister's white husband um, refuses to call an ambulance because I don't have insurance. And I guess he's the insurance police. (laughs) Why white people take that so personally? But actually, that's even stupid for me to say because after having spoken to some other homeowner friends of mine, I know I do be knowing bitches. Some other homeowner friends of mine were like, that's what homeowner's insurance is for. Like, he didn't want to call an ambulance because, bitch, you don't want it on record that the ambulance came to scoop me up off of this motherfucker. These bitches thought that they were going to peel me off of a trampoline and put me on a plank of wood. They had a plank of... Bitch, when I I did this, the sun was out. When the paramedics came, it was nighttime. This isn't the fucking 1500s. He's, like, tying it up and (laughs) cutting it off. (laughs) so bad and I couldn't breathe like that kind of pain is now when I see it in movies I'm like yeah that's not Mm -hmm. a good actor because you wouldn't have been fine after (laughs) that you gotta you you breathe different (sighs) you breathe different no whenever something physical happens to me that like when I've sprained an ankle before that's bad which is nothing like what happened to you I get panic attack because you just like I can't control this shit yeah either you pass out you throw Mm -hmm. up or you just get Mm -hmm. the sweat I just got super sweaty. And by the time that they came, that they were like, hey, hey, look at me. Because I was like, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Like, I couldn't even 
handle it anymore. They're giving me all this shit. Nothing's working. And they're like, how are we going to do this? There's like six paramedics there. And they're like, well, maybe if we all got on the trampoline. And the other guy's like, no, don't do that. Don't get on the trampoline. They all tear their ACL. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah, exactly. They all like <laughs> jump on my knee. So they, are, they have to drag me off. And then like the force of like the way that I was dragged knocks the knee. Like they twist it back into place. And bitch, when I tell you, I wasn't even crying or screaming anymore. Like I sounded like a, a wolf that had just watched her baby gotten killed in front of her. Like I was like, oh, 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 all the way to the ambulance. And the worst part is, is that we had just got these badass fake tattoos. So we were all tatted. So like my whole leg was covered in these fake tattoos. And I'm at the hospital, like in so much pain, bitch. And they're like, Wow, love the ink. This is good. <laughs> Where did you get this ink done? It's like who did this? Where did you get it? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, bitch, wish.com. Oh my god, like what's gonna happen? And so it was really bad. Like it was horrific. It was so horrific. How are you doing now? Now I'm fine. I'm still in a brace. Um, yeah. I can. I you know I got a. I'm damn near fully rotated, bitch. Okay, I got a negative okay. ten extension. I'm almost okay. all the way straight. Um, I have, I can bend up to, I'm almost like to a hundred, like I'm basically to a hundred. Um, I do my physical therapy almost every night. I can squat. You I sound mean, like a professional athlete right now. I mean, low key, I could fuck cause I did not too long ago. <laughs> um, it did hurt the next day, but <laughs> I can. And, uh, <laughs> if anyone was wondering, yeah, like if that's, a, well, uh, that's what I love to do is like, someone would be like, man, what happened to your leg? And I was like, fucking. i got my appendix out and straight up the guy's like yeah no physical activity for four months i mean four weeks and i was like can you have sex and the guy acted like i asked him the most insane question like it's never been asked before and i was like i have a boyfriend to fuck me i need to let him know a timetable also i don't do a whole lot when we (laughs) fuck anyway so like i don't that's what i was gonna say like oh see you didn't let him know like no i'm just giving him that side sleep that slide sleep total. I'm That's just lifting my leg up a little. <laughs> you act like I can't lift my leg and breathe. I can do it in my sleep. Mostly that's when it happens. Okay, Christina, we're going to wrap it up with one final game. You're killing me with your stories. Um, it. it is called The Seven Deadly Sins. Seven Deadly Sins. What are you greedy about? Food especially after I eat, after I smoke. Oh my God, any, everything. Bitch, I've been sleeping and eating in my faha because I can't be trusted. I cannot be trusted. I remember when we did our little workout class together, you talked about food maybe 75% of the time. How, oh but you God. stay so little, but you're eating I, everything I, in sight. I poop a lot. Oh my God, people need to talk about that more. I rent food. I do not hold on to food long. <laughs> you know what? I poop a lot too, and that's that fast metabolism. But I, I'm gonna use yeah. that. Yeah, that food's that food's not staying in there. It's going right through me. I'm gonna put it in your toilet in this establishment. Like you can have it right back, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you envious of? Anyone with all of their teeth. Like I don't think people are <laughs> are two working knees. I'm I'm envious of Mary J. Blige and Megan Thee Stallion's knees. That's who I'm envious, <laughs> envious of. I want that knee action. Body, yada, yada, yada. What are you okay. gluttonous about? Oh, God. So, like, what do you overindulge in besides food? I feel like it's weed. And Jameson, yeah. Jameson less now. I haven't really drank in a while, but, yeah, mostly weed. Mm. How does weed affect your creativity? Like, is that all those people are like, oh, I smoke weed and I came up with, like, all these incredible concepts. Like, is it for your anxiety? Is it for your creativity? Is it for you just to chill? It's more for my anxiety, my stomach. Like it's a, it's to me, it's such a necessary thing, like water, mm. that it's not for me to write or do something. It wouldn't be like so taxing to me if I didn't have bud, you know, to write or yeah. do something. Because I like to yeah. chill with it anyways. You know what I mean? Like yeah, for me, it's more of a, and I don't mind fighting a high. But if I needed to do something and I've smoked weed, it would just be like, all right, so we're just gonna fight this high a little bit to get this shit done. But do you perform high? All the time. If it's there, yes. <laughs> the only time I didn't was when I did Clusterfest because I was sh- like shitting a brick. And those are jokes that I've been doing for years. And I still was like, I don't even yeah. know how these go. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What's my name? I definitely didn't smoke before then because I was like way too fucked up. 
I feel like you probably performed in so many fucked up scenarios and still made people laugh. And that's what impresses me about you. Thank you. For the most part. Yeah. Yeah. When was the last time you experienced extreme wrath or anger? Like, do you have an angry streak? Oh, yeah. Really bad. Really bad. This, um, yeah, this last situation that happened in my family was probably where my anger got to the height that it would get to. Because mm. I, I remember I had on my brace and I broke out into a full run. So <gasps> it was like, yeah, the adrenaline that was hopping. Yeah, my adrenaline was pumping. And I just remember thinking, like, I don't want to put my hands on them because I know that I won't stop until I don't have hands anymore. Like, like, I know that if I was to fight somebody like even like today, you know what I mean? Or just in from where I'm standing at today, like, I know that I will break my hands because I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to stop. Like, you know, when you like my mom was a single mom and like, you know, it's like she used to say this thing like, I hope, yeah, you want it with me. I, I've been waiting for someone to take out my life's frustrations. It's like, oh, I get it. You do sometimes just be like, who want who want it? Who wants to fight? But that's like New Yorkers. Like you're walking down the street and some car like almost hits you. And then you let yeah. out a rage of like everyone that ever wronged you your whole life. <laughs> and people are like, we get it. We get it. Like, you yeah. could just fucking cry and yell, and people are just like, let that shit out. Good. That's healthy. Yeah. But how. Yeah. So, your dad was white? Yes. Yes, he is white. And he is. <laughs> he still is He's white. Still white. Just double checking. <laughs> <laughs> but but he didn't, he didn't raise you. No, he was there for like such a short time, but I'm the oldest, so I remember him the most. We are pretty tight yeah. online. Um, mm-hmm. and I was recently saw him, um, but he's, you know, you just, you get to the age where you're just like, yeah, that's my dad. And yeah, that's my mom. My mom, I don't, I don't deal with it all. She's very sick in the head and just mm-hmm. somebody I got to just stay away from right now. I can't handle her, but my dad mm-hmm. is a nice guy. He's, he's sweet. He's just, he gets all of his entertainment news and any information from YouTube. So <laughs> he's like, yeah, exactly what you think. Exactly what you think. <laughs> Do you ever feel like you are out here fighting these fights alone? Because like sometimes people's parents are like their person they turn to when they have a question about Absolutely. shit. Like you, you had to grow up and be your own woman, like probably Absolutely. earlier than a lot of people. I felt like I had a lot of, I, I don't think that I ever really, I felt a little bit like that. But then now that I'm not speaking to my sister, who I consider to be like my best friend and like a mom yeah. to me. Um, I feel very much like that. It's, it's a weird feeling. It's like what I would imagine, like if you were driving a car with doors on it your whole life and then you went to a motorcycle, I feel like I'm out here with no doors. Wow. What a metaphor. Very put out there and very like the elements can get me and you know, anything can kind of get me. I don't want to describe it as like a weak feeling, but I think it's just more Mm -hmm. of like trepidation. Like I take a step and I just hope that it's the right one and I'm not going to fall through or cut myself or something will blow up or anything well i hope that it works out where it's supposed to work out because there's some people that you you fight really hard for and they're just not meant to be in your life and you realize like there was toxicity but then there's some stuff that you're you will look back on in five years and be like damn i wish i wasn't too prideful about that or like damn i wish i I didn't care too much about that that a lot i think about that a lot dog and i'm like you know i don't want to i know how to humble myself but it's just like there's when it's that thing that's just stopping you, that's like, yeah, yep. but I can't. Cause if we got cool, <laughs> this is going to be the thing that's always, I'm going to still bring this up. Cause I've not passed it. It's not resolved. It happens. Yeah. You gotta- have to actually authentically det- like move on. It can't be like, yeah. a, it's good for now. And then you bring it up every two seconds. Like, yeah. Oh, that reminds me that one time. <laughs> I, that's, exactly. That's not even my, pr- I, I would be like, I don't want to act like that ever. I wouldn't want to be like that kind of person. That's not cool at all. So when was the last time you were a sloth? So like literally didn't do anything all day? Um, Right before I moved to Puerto Rico, I honestly, dead honest with you, I was trying to find ways to kill myself because I was just so upset and I didn't leave the bed a lot. I would shower maybe and then I got sick um, in the middle of the night because I was just taking too many sleeping pills because I thought that mm-hmm. would be a thing. And... Mm-hmm. um. I just didn't, I didn't really leave the house. I didn't really do anything. So probably from Chris, from right before Christmas, I mean, I would go out sometimes and I was trying to do shows and stuff, but the few weeks I was, I've been here for like almost three weeks 
And so the two weeks beforehand, I had gotten into a really deep, deep depression. And I'd never, I mean, I guess in New York, sometimes I had experienced that, but it would always just be like depressed about my situation. I've never felt depressed about who I am and about being alone and, you know, ostracized and sort of like kicked out of my family and Mm -hmm. them and watching them move on and without me and not, you know, care or ask or anything like that. So um, that was a kind of feeling. And then not being able to see my nephew, taking my nephew from me, who anybody who's ever looked at my Instagram knows that I was with my nephew every every single day. And I, I mm-hmm. did school with him every day. It wasn't a burden to me. It wasn't something that I didn't want to do. Um, it was something that I was there already and was, you know, going to do it. Um, it's not something that I'm ever going to sit here and be like, I helped because no one's like Sally the maid, you know what I mean? So like, I'm not reacting mm-hmm. like that, but it does, it did hurt me very much to have him taken from me in a way where it's like, what do I have to do? Go plead to be with him or, or grovel yeah. or accept the things that I'm not accepting right now in this fight that we're having so that I can see my nephew just, you know, it's not, it's not gonna, it's not gonna work. So yeah, that was something that, 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 that was hard. Do you feel like you going to Puerto Rico has helped change your mindset a little? Yes, um, because the scenery, it's a change of scenery. But not mm-hmm. just that, I um, i think I needed to get out of Florida in order to wrap my head around my stuff. And it's just weird when you're by yourself. Like, I'm, I'm with one of my best friends from high school. She's like a sister to me. I'm with her kids. But um, sometimes I'll just be in the house by myself. And it's really great to just be alone. And just with my thoughts, I've been praying more than I've ever prayed before. And I'll I'll pray for people, but mostly I just am praying for peace and like peace of mind. Because Mm -hmm. back to the wrath thing, if I spend any energy on it, I can make myself sick with that. I can put that heat in my chest real quick. I can keep myself up all night with my eyes going crazy. You know, like Mm -hmm. I can make myself crazy with it if I let that happen. My biggest thing now is knowing that I control my emotions and then controlling them. Yes, because it's like you can't control the situation, but you can control your reactions. And a lot of the time you're like taught that if you beat yourself up like other people have, that that's like good. Like you should beat yourself up. You shouldn't be in the situation, but that actually just makes everything so much harder. And you have to have empathy for yourself because like, okay, you made a mistake. You could beat yourself up for it or you can actually learn to like love yourself and your imperfections and then it's really like you can't control the situation but you gotta when you're alone with your own mind feel safe there yes because that's the part where you're like if you hate yourself then you're in trouble that's the part where i wanted to just end everything because i was like i don't like i don't even fucking care about me like i don't fucking Mm -hmm. care so there's Mm -hmm. no point um i had some really great friends back in florida luke and chloe their brother and sister and they would come into the room and I mean, I had nowhere to stay. They let me stay with them. I had nowhere to go. My own aunt told me to go to a homeless shelter. It's hard when like the those certain people that you depended on are now giving you different like affection and different signs and different love. But it's like you play tricks with your own mind where you can feel like you are this big when like yes. realistically like girl, you are a fucking light. Mm-hmm. Like you Thank are you. a shining light that the world that. needs. Yeah. But like you can forget that so easy because you're so deep in stuff. Yeah. Getting a little lighter. When was the last time you lusted over someone? Ah, uh, recently. Uh, and it did not last long. He started acting stupid immediately. <laughs> I was like, well, and we gotta block ya. Block life. <laughs> but I, and that's the other thing too. So this is my other thing. Another red flag. Too many compliments because they. I will be mm. drunk on a compliment. And I'll just be like, oh, my God, no, because it's like I didn't even like you until I found out how much you liked me because, <laughs> oh, my God, yep. you got like the date. Also, if a dude ever says he likes you on a first or second date, like I like you, he's fucking lying. Don't deal yeah. with his ass. He doesn't know you. I hate that shit. If a guy, if he starts talking about your future, like, oh, I can't wait for you to meet my parents. My mom will love you. Right. Nope. Nee, 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 nope. Bye. It's so weird. Lies. I would just look at they'd be like, I'm just trying to hit. Like, then I would have been like, all right, cool. But, yeah, this guy was a total weirdo. But in the beginning, he was really sweet. And 
I'm always looking for if I was just got out of a traumatic relationship, I'm always like, who's the biggest motherfucker I can find? I want him to have dreads. I want him to have gold teeth. And I want him to be big. I want tattoos on the stomach. I want him big. And so that's what I found. The biggest, longest dreads. And um, it didn't work out. He was uh, clearly... <laughs> I don't know if he shot someone in my city or something, but he never wanted to go out in public. And uh, not that that stopped me from climbing on top of him. And uh, <laughs> he just wanted to do a lot of in the house hanging out, which I didn't have a house. Mm. So we were like hanging out at my girl's house. And any bitch that's funny who have sex in her son's room is definitely the kind of girl that wants to be paid for that. <laughs> so I'm like, can you give this girl $20 so she can get off my back? And, Where's his house? Where the fuck is his house? I don't even know, dog. I never have been there. Like, <laughs> uh, he wasn't trying to take me out. <laughs> okay, the final question in hell is: What advice would you give to your listeners? Because you have been there and back. What do yeah. you do to cope with your hell when you are going through it in your darkest oh, hours? Wow. Um. I would say that it definitely helps if you're around good people. Not drinking is probably the best. I've had a lot of mistakes happen because, you know, I'm in my own hell and I decide to drink. Honestly, it's so cheesy and stupid, but what has helped me right now is prayer, just getting me centered so that I don't make a mistake because mistakes are just that, something that you wish you didn't do. And you're always like, damn, I wish I could go back to the beginning of this and not do that. So I'm always trying to like harness that energy to be like, I don't want to go back and feel regret for something because that's, I I don't like that feeling. I hate that feeling. So Mm -hmm. just trying to, sometimes I'll even tell myself like, how bad could this get? Like, let's really think about like how bad if we keep on like this, how bad could it be? Could you go to jail? Could you hurt yourself? Could Mm -hmm. you, you know, like any number of things. So I just try to do that. I mean, hanging out with kids helps too. Just chilling with some kids that actually is i can tell you love kids and kids will show you like the little things in life and they'll show you like the beautiful things that you miss because you're so in your own head with adult shit and you're like wait kids kids know when you're hurting they'll just run right up to you and kiss you in your mouth they don't give a fuck like they know when you're hurting i mean it sounds like you should just um get have some babies no, just find God, some no. Dude. I'm, I'm I'm so good with kids because I don't have any, bitch. That's that's the gag. Oh yeah, you're the fun auntie, Christina. You're the fucking best. You're so fucking funny. Oh, you are. Where can people follow you? Where can people watch you? Give me the details. Yes, uh, follow me online at freakin f r e a k i n jurikin j e w r i c a n on Instagram and uh, Christina Galston on Facebook and on YouTube. Yes, watch her YouTube's. You're in a bad mood. Just get in a wormhole and laugh, <laughs> and um, just look out because she has some exciting stuff coming in the future. And thanks for coming to hell, you guys. This was a rowdy one, and I kind of loved it. Um, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>